Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where I interview outliers who are breaking the mold regardless of the status quo in these raw and uncensored conversations. Today, I have my man, Tidbit Music. This guy is an eccentric musician, to say the least. He's gone through a lot in his life. He's created, he's been a DJ, he's overcame obstacles, and now he's out on the other end, ready to change the world with his music. His goal is to be one of the biggest artists in the world, and I know that if he sticks to it, he will achieve that few notes about the episode so the full video version is on youtube i did not include his entire live performance in this audio version but i did include the actual song if you would like to see the full performance please go to our youtube channel it's going to be in the show notes on the audio version that you're listening to right now but i'm going to give you a sneak preview of the performance and also the conversations that we had before that were actually very powerful before we dove into the interview itself so take five minutes here to listen into the conversation before the interview interview and the interview starts about seven minutes in so really appreciate tidbit for doing this thank you guys so much if you did enjoy this please follow subscribe and rate us on the platform that you're listening on right now that's the best thing you can do to help the show all right enjoy this episode with tidbit music ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast. Today on the show, I have my man, Tidbit Music. Let's go! My God, thank you so much for being here, man. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. I really Anytime, it. man. It's it's really it's gonna it's, it's gonna be a, a lot of fun, man. Um, we're starting off in a little untraditional way, which I, I love. And every time, you know, I I always tell artists that they can't perform in the show that they don't have to. Um, but I always enjoy it when we can have an artist come on and actually, you know. Uh, display their craft man because there's one thing of sure we're going to get into the background and everything and how you got to this point but there's also just the art man so and that's very important so maybe we can start there we have this new song that that you just released out soon out soon sounds good do you have a a concrete uh, release date for that um not yet probably like two months from now and what's it called again forget about me forget about me and so how long have you spent on that song? Like, what was the... Can you can you overview kind of the evolution of that song? Yeah, so I think, like, eight months ago, um, I went through a pretty rough breakup. Yeah, so after the, after the breakup, um, I just kind of made the decision that I wasn't going to let anyone control how, I, how I'm going to pursue what I want to pursue, you know, like, or at least just stand in my way of doing what I want to do, you know. Um, and that's what I, that's what happened for so long, like early in my life, like two years ago, people were just always holding me back and I was getting sucked into negativity and I'm just, I'm just sick of it. And I'm going full throttle for what I want to do and what I believe in and I'm being me 100% with no filter from now on and that's really what the song's about and it's the progression of me falling into that vulnerable space of um just not being good enough and just um letting all my emotions get the better of me and it's about owning that power that you have and that we all have and 
just choosing that because it's a choice and choosing that every single day for the rest of my life. And that's what my music is going to start embodying. Um, and it's just going to be fully me at the moment and fully what I'm going through is going to be the music that I'm making from now on. Yeah. Brilliant. Dude, I was going to say that is a brilliant way to describe your song. I didn't expect that. Um, would you say this is a personal question from what you just said? Is it forget about me, one person forgetting about, like, are you saying to this person, forget about me? Or is yeah. this a, and now it could be multiple meanings because I write songs too. I know how it, how it is. Or is it also a kind of forget about that version of me? I'm doing this now. Is that, is it, is that even on the right track? No, it's like, I'm doing my shit, forget about me. It's uh, like, you're not like you're not going to see me because around what happened is she, yeah, yeah, she yeah. can't. So what happened is she broke up with me, right? Because mm -hmm. I was just, I fucking lost my shit at her, you know. Yeah. I fucking let the shit get better, whatever it was. Um, <laughs> but so she breaks up with me. And then the night of, I'm at the club, right, DJing where I DJ. And she comes, and I'm there. I see her there. She said she wasn't going to come. I was like, all right, well, she came. I got to, like. And you're I at gotta, work? Yeah, I'm, I'm DJing. She comes and she makes out with my friend right in front of me while I'm DJing. Is just hooking up with guys. Yo, I'm just fuck like, your friend, by the way. But hey, but then I tried to. I kind of looked above and I just saw that that was just her own shit. That's her own kind of conditioning. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I, I approached the situation in a pretty loving way. But then after, I was just like, you know, I just had. So, I was just like, I'm sick of this. And it's just like I understand what you're going through. But just forget about me because I can't deal with that right now. So, yeah, there's a little bit of like fuck you in it, but that was like the main kind of gist of it. All great st songs start with fuck you. Yeah, yeah. They like most, and now but you, you just you can't let the fuck yeah. you consume the songs. No, if no, you no, do, no. then it becomes like vindictive. No, you but know? you have to have the self awareness to know how to use it. Exactly. It's like emotion, right? Yeah. You have to know when to use it, when not. You have to be aware of it, right? And that's yeah. we're gonna talk about meditation too, but. I can't wait to dive in further, but I want you to, it's, it's, uh, you know, there, we're building suspense here. So without further ado, forget about me, forget about some, me, some water real quick, take your time, <laughs> brother. We are in no rush here on this podcast. This is not, it was just, this is just two homies hanging out with you right now. <laughs> like that's how it is. Uh, you know, know what I'm saying? And thank you for everybody listening and watching right now as well. Yeah. Thank you guys. Seriously. All right. Tidbit. Forget about me. Let's go. When I'm around you, I never feel right I wanna love you and ignore all the lies This isn't working, but I'm working tonight for you Oh, you're like a nine to five Gotta put in that time In the whole that you leave me satisfied yeah. Got work to be done before I can ever love again. Oh, my darling, I'm not there no more. Forget about me. I'm the idea machine, dude. dude. That's what's up. I like that, dude. I gotta take you through my idea folder, man. We can. I'd love. We that. can just like excited, get excited about each other's ideas, but not do them. You know what I'm saying? I'd love that. I don't even need to do the shit. I just like the ideas. You know? Yeah. No, dude. Like my fucking bathroom at home is just like 
papers and papers and papers of just like positive affirmations goals shits i want to do ideas fucking plans everyone's like and then i go i play eye of the tiger in my bathroom the right? song eye of the tiger yeah for like the 10 hour mix and i just scream all the affirmations for like 30 minutes and my roommate's there just like bro what is he doing i'm just fucking going in so what, yeah. are, what are the affirmations just like what i want to do just like i'm powerful like just fucking just the opposite of what my mind says to me every day what does your mind <laughs> say to you just a bunch of bullshit because it's all just bullshit now do you separate yourself from like those thoughts oh 100 percent. but it wasn't always like that no that happened probably around a year ago when i read um eckhart tolle a new earth and eckhart tolle a power Na- the power of now i highly recommend those books um if you guys are like struggling with um like incessant thinking or just just fucking read the books they're good i can't even explain it but they're they changed my life and it allowed me to just disidentify from those thoughts and watch them and because i i used to just they used to just live through me they used to just take over me all the time and i i just felt trapped and i knew i had this potential in me at all times but i just couldn't let it out and i'd always choose the fear path unconsciously and sometimes consciously not gonna lie um but yeah, once I read those books and kind of, we can go into, I went to rehab for nine months and uh, I had some drug problems, like just weed and stuff like that. But um, why, yeah. why, why do you think it is that weird that we like accept our thoughts for reality? What, what do you mean? Like, why do you think it is that we believe our thoughts? You know what I'm saying? Like, because they're just random thoughts. Like, I, I, it's, I don't, I don't think know. it's, I honestly, I don't even think it's that we believe them. We're just not taught that. You I don't, don't even think to. a lot of people are aware that they are That's thinking. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're just, they just, the thought, it's like, um, I don't, what's a, ne- give me a negative thought, you know, that would take some I'm a piece of, of shit. Yeah. And then they just, they just feel like a piece of shit. They don't, they can't even look at it and be like, I just said to myself, I'm a piece of shit. Then a reaction happened in my body and then watch it. And then if you just sit with it. You realize that it just goes away after a while because mm-hmm. all emotions just go away after a certain period of time. They never stay. They always are just changing because they're from your thoughts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think but I, I think people think they have way less control than they really do. Yeah. Of those things. Oh, dude, we're fucking powerful. Like, I'm just now tapping into it, just like starting into it. I'm just I'm in the beginning of my journey because I I was asleep forever. And I'm still pretty asleep, you know, I still get consumed by it every day. And I, it's a constant, like, rem- I have to, keep, you know, just work on it every day um, to not fall into it. Fantastic yeah. book that I'll recommend is Awareness by Anthony DeMello. I've been hearing about it. I need to check that Dude, out. Dude, you will read, you will read, listen, however you consume it. I listen to it because in the, for context, the audio version is him teaching a class. Like, he has the whole thing recited, like, by memory. And he's... It's the actual version of him speaking it to people, so I always recommend that. Um, but it's amazing. His it starts with it doesn't start with this exactly, but it begins with the sentiment of most people go through life asleep. Yeah, and there's different levels of awareness. You know, being aware of yourself, being aware of your surroundings, being aware of your awareness of yourself. You don't know what you don't know until you know you don't know it those things <laughs> <What is that? laughs> right yeah, you gotta never, run it yeah. back a little bit yeah another great one i'll give you another one right 
Okay, so that was from Rob Deerdeck gave that one to me. Another one is it's easier. I love Rob Deerdeck. He's amazing, dude. I dude when that, I got, man. dude, I got to talk to him for like thirty minutes. It's That's so sick. Amazing. We recorded it, put it on the podcast. It was crazy. Um, he had me on his podcast. It was so, dude, so cool. That's crazy. He's such a cool guy. Yeah. I mean, and and we, I really look up to him. But um, I love Fantasy Factory and like Robin Big. That was my shit. Dude, and back then we had no idea that this guy. I mean, honestly, he wasn't really as much of an entrepreneur back then. Like now, he's worth like fifty mil, dude. Jesus. Because what he did was he had his deal deal with MTV, right? He he was doing the show, and he goes, "Why don't I just run? Why don't I just build the production company to do this show, and then MTV will hire my production company, and then I'll have an even better deal with them because I own the production." And then so I don't know the other details, but that's all I know. But that's what happened. So like he literally like just saw what they were doing and just replicated it and then was like, you should hire my business or whatever. Yeah, he's a 300, de- a 300 episode contract for his podcast now, too, which is like beast mode, dude. But what a guy. But yeah, Holy so shit, he, I got that one from him because people always say you don't know what you don't know. But he said you don't know what you don't know until you know you don't know it. Yeah, so you like you're aware you're that, you, aware don't that you don't understand this portion, and that leads me always to the fact that nothing it has an obligation to make sense to you. I feel like people think that they have to make sense of everything. No, like most things, nothing has an obligation to make yeah. sense to you. You know, which is kind yeah. of interesting. But listen, man, there's a lot of. I feel like I could go on this on this topic for a long time. But can you take me back a little bit? I mean, you mentioned listen, you had problems. <laughs> maybe it wasn't. Um, you know, hard drugs or I don't know, maybe it was, but, uh, you know, can you take us back a little bit and just kind of give some context on like where you were at that point in your life, maybe what led you there and then we'll, and then we'll kind of move forward from there. Uh, yeah. Um, um, and you could start at any position by the way. I don't, it doesn't matter where you start. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think of the best place to start. Well, maybe start at the, I mean, start while you're in it. Like, why'd you go to rehab then? So I, I was I was throwing shows with Turk for a while. Uh, Mad the Mad Minds. He's been big... on this. I won't tell the Mad Minds story because I told it too many times. But Turkish yeah. Royale has a whole interview on here if you want to. Check legend, it out. legend, legend. Shout out to Turk. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So when I was eighteen, I moved to California. I was always just kind of a weed smoker. Um, nothing crazy. And then. Um, yeah, I always have struggled with anxiety and the, the just depression and um so I, I I I was put on some meds for um for I think it was bipolar or something um and I had to the meds were very negative they were um they negatively reacted with my brain and I had to move back home from California. I was out there for school. I had like a full psychotic breakdown, like full like, um, and you can call it psychotic. I kind of just, it was actually a very spiritual experience to me. It changed my life. It opened my mind. It fully just killed my ego. I was like a completely different person for two weeks. Um, one of the best times in my life. Yeah. But also scariest and, you know, unsure, but, um, yeah, everything just fell apart and there was no, there was no me, there was no music. There was no um dream anymore i didn't know what was gonna happen so i i just was like (laughs) i was just waking up every day just kind of like going in nature and just like i couldn't i like i was watching i remember i watched my dad working at his office and it just made me really sad i was just like 
it just it was like it was like sucking the life out of him and i was like you like why why aren't you outside doing it none of it made sense i couldn't watch tv um I couldn't do any, I couldn't watch TV while I ate. I was like eating really slow and just like all these innate things. I I haven't read any book really before that, you know, of like spirituality or anything. Um, And that's how I got into all this. But so, yeah, so that happened. Um, And then when I got out of it, I I went back into the real world and I had to start getting a job and, you know, we're not going to give up on the music stuff ever. So like I got back into that and when I got back into it, I throw these shows um, I started, to, sorry, I started throwing shows, um, like teen parties and, uh, I'd do the rap showcases with Turk. And after the shows were done, um, I didn't know how to deal. Cause sometimes no one comes to the show, you know, sometimes it's just like a complete failure. Um, and when they were done, I just, there's, I worked so you put so much into it and then I just didn't know how to deal with it. So I just go on these like month benders and that was why i got the bipolar diagnosis because it was like i'd be so into it and then i i just would go on the complete opposite end i mean i was either going in or i was always in or out and it drove me nuts and that happened for like a year and then eventually um it just got so bad that um my mom was like you either are gonna you're not gonna live in this house anymore you gotta go to rehab like because i was just smoking and and it got i was just taking advantage of all my friends just complete just like just uh selfishness and definitely not proud of it of what i did um it was a tough time but yeah so then i ship off to rehab and i thought i was only going to rehab for 30 days it ended up being nine months because <laughs> when i went there that was the plan so that's how they get because sometimes you can't like if you were like yo you need to go to rehab for nine months you're not gonna have your phone you can't talk to anyone you're gonna live with like 12 like um unique individuals you know um to say the least yeah and you're treated like a baby there you're 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 driving in a van it's like it's crazy but um yeah so uh shipped off to there uh and yeah so that i stayed i was originally gonna stay for 30 days and then they were like, nope, three months. And then after after I stayed for the three months, so when, when I went for the first three months, I was with this uh, my girlfriend at the time, and that was probably the hardest thing because those three months, there were you can't you can't talk to your family, you can't talk to anyone. It was just like complete isolation. But it was it was like the best thing for me because I've kind of. Um, I've always had people kind of fixing things for me and kind of like coddling me a little bit, you know, like I was, I was a little babied as a kid, just very like protected, you know? Um, so you're a few, you're a few months. It has to, you have to go for a few months. Yeah. So when I, when I got there, I just kind of, I was like, I'm, I finally, I was finally away from everyone. I was away from everyone's negative influence, you know, and I was just in my own space. And I was just like, I went to the gym like three days in there and I was just like, I'm going to fucking get ripped. I was like, and I made a bet with the guy there that he'd have to get a tattoo, the owner, if I lost, I think like 30 or 40 pounds. And um, yeah, I just grinded those three months and it was, it was very difficult. But 
the biggest thing was just that I had a, I was with only myself and I faced myself and I learned and I gained this, the stress tolerance to deal with real life because that was the issue that I, I didn't have enough stress tolerance to deal with the failure. I was never I didn't fail like there's that. nothing you could compare it to. So like you didn't have the experience of failing in those ways. I didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. I physically couldn't deal. I had the I knew mentally how to deal with it. Like but like I knew the tools to do, but I didn't have the it's like going to the gym. You need to go through those experiences yes, yes. Um, to gain to gain the tolerance for it, you know. So, yeah. So the, I went through those three months. Um, totally turned my life around in those three months. And then after that, it was just like I was just like, let's let's see how far I can take it. So I stayed for another three months there. Um, and then I kind of went downhill for a month because I went that girlfriend at the time broke up with me there so i had to deal with that there she was there too or no no so i was like long distance that whole time in the program so yeah so then yeah so that all happened and i just i just turned it around i just like i just dove into myself as deep as i possibly could and i faced myself at at all moments because i had to i was forced to Mm. you know and i'm really grateful that that happened because if not i I don't know what would have happened you know, like, I really don't. Um, so I respect people who, like, go through it and aren't for, and forcing. They take, they choose to do that because, and I eventually had to keep going and choose to do it. But that initial thing was, a that was like, God, whatever you want to call it. Like, it just came together right. It was the right place for me at the time. So when you were on a bender for a month, what did that look like? Fucking smoking weed like crazy, just like, like were you like working? Did you no? Okay. It was just like totally so like living, blow through my savings. At your parents' house? No, I just like go to my boys' house and just, okay. we just fucking like smoke. Dirt, like yeah. all, all day, like just dirt. all day. Okay, dude, got it. All yeah. day. Some good times. Not gonna lie. Some good I, I mean, times. I've done it. I've Some done it. I can't times. say I haven't yeah. done it. I was just hiding. I was hiding from life. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you understand that version of yourself from before? Like, do you sympathize with it? Do you go, okay, I, I kind of know how I, why I was like that. I mean, I think you just explained it, but. Yeah. I mean, because I did it. Like. <laughs> it is you. It, it, I, th- I think people are always doing the best they can at the moment. You know, otherwise, I, why would I have chosen to suffer? Why would I have chosen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can call someone lazy, but when you really look into it, it's usually because of something from their past or their mind can't handle it or this or that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sympathize with it. I definitely regret some things, you know, but at the end of the day, you can't regret it. You just got to, like, learn from it. And I try to learn from it every day, you so, know. So you drop like, you couldn't, you didn't have your music at that time while you were in the rehab? Or did you still do music at all? Or I was just throwing the shows, and that was almost another way to, like, I was always running away from fully expressing myself, singing, playing piano. I was always running away. I, I'd make the best DJs, uh, the best, uh, like, productions and EDM stuff. I was just trying to be cool. I just wanted to be liked. In my whole life, I've always wanted to be liked. When did you re- realize that, though? That that was I why? kind of always knew in the back of my head. Um, but Like, you did, re- like, you really knew, but it was, like, a time I was when just scared you to eventually do it. accepted I it. I never thought in a million years that I would be ever singing. Yeah. Never. Like, if two years, three years ago, I would be like, no way. No way. I'm a producer. I'm in the background. So you had the... But did you have the thought that, oh, I could be a singer, but you, like, just suppressed that thought. You just didn't allow yourself to actually do it. Like, did you know? Or or was it just... Did it just come and you're like, all right, I'm just going to sing this song. I'm going to write this song and sing. No, I think if I knew I would have done... It was just so... It was just, like, so deep. Um, It's hard hard to explain. It was like... It was just like 
like I always knew that I I was supposed to sing and supposed to play piano and supposed to do these things. But when I was in those spaces of smoking and doing these shows and stuff, I suppressed it so deep that I couldn't even like look at it. I don't yeah. think. Otherwise, I think I would have, you know. Yeah, because it's kind of funny because you were still expressing yourself, and it's like, well, I wasn't truly expressing. I wasn't allow, allowing myself to fully. Because there's people that like you at least were out there performing. Like that's a performance. Like you're in front of people. You're exciting a crowd. You're doing something incredible to an extent. You I know? was hiding. But even that. But people would look that look at that and be like, "Dude, you're killing it." Yeah. Like, dude, look, you have this whole crowd going. But then that's true. Not truly what you were yeah. meant to do. Yeah. I've found that with myself. I mean, I DJ, I started doing it when I was like 16. I think I probably started doing it around the same time I started making music. It might have been a little before or after. I, it might have been around the same time, but I never, like, I never put them in the same category. Because I knew that music like was Like DJing and making music? Yes, or okay. performing music. But okay. I DJed for so long and emceed. And I thought that that was going to help me perform music. Yeah. It, didn't it does, really, it, to a sense, it, it, it helps did, stage presence and stuff, but did, they're completely but it, different. Yeah, but it didn't yeah. help my anxiety of performing my own songs. Yeah. Like, when when you can hide when you're an MC, kind of. So, you can oh, literally, you can hide. You can you just have hide. word tracks that you go down. Put your motherfucking hands up! You know, like. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to throw a lot of reverb on that. Um, <laughs> Can you do a little boom, 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 boom? <laughs> We're getting there, dude. One step at a time. Get the ham horn. <laughs> yeah. No, we really need to. Um, but yeah, man, it's you for sure. I mean, honestly, I kind of go autopilot on a lot of gigs. Like, not autopilot, but it's just like, it seems predictable. Like, I know I'm probably going hit, to get hit with some shit that I like that's going to be, I'm going to have to deal with. But it is like... I can. I just kind of know. Like I could completely do a gig and just n not try, and then nobody would really know. Yeah. Like I always try to go above and beyond, but like I always try my hardest. But I could literally go. I could go sixty percent, and nobody yeah. would really. Because once you figure it out it. to an extent, it's just kind of like repetition. But with you know? performing music, it wasn't like that for me. I literally would perform, and then I would practice performing every day to nobody, and that helped me zero. Didn't help me at all. Yeah, I had. It was like. Oh, dude, you gotta get in front of people. You gotta get in front of people. You gotta get there in front of people. There ain't nothing else like it. Dude, it's like I'll DJing fucking, in a I'll room. go on runs and sing my whole song while I'm running and go in a public place. Like, I was in the airport the other day. I just started singing in the airport just, like, for my Instagram and shit. Like, you gotta just... It's all just exposing yourself to those things that you're scared of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which you know, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. There's... Not this, at least. This is not, like, that. This is way different, but... When in terms of being in front of people, yeah, I mean, you can attest to this, but being in front of 500 people and then having to know what to say, if you know what to say, you're, like, pretty confident. But if you, like, have any doubt, it's going to be bad because when it comes, here's, here it comes, coming back to the energy, that energy is really confidence, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of confidence. Yeah, I almost try to, it's, it's, it's not even confidence. I kind of just try to step out of the way. That's why sometimes I just pause because it's, like, it feels like sometimes there's always that pressure to that you need to like, oh, keep going, keep up. People are going to judge me or whatever. But it's like if you just like take a second and like kind of just let it kind of come out, then like it comes out nicely. And sometimes that can even be more intriguing. It's like, oh, he's taking his time. And I think a lot of people don't take their time. And that's also has to do with business and stuff, too. Like they don't take their time and they're not patient to develop the proper product. And they 
they put it out too fast you know and that's what i've been trying to do and like like that song you'll hear the production is like i spent seven months on that so far eight months like consistent work on that like and that's just because i'm still learning and it's like i'm learning piano I'm learning i want you know what i mean and i'm kind of i'm in it for the long game i think that's the key you know well, do you feel any pressure though when like you see artists drop like every freaking week and you're like, all right, well, that looks like how I see myself see the pressure. <laughs> I love it, dude. Self awareness. Yeah. You know, you kind of just be like, yeah, you feel the jealousy. It comes up. I feel mm-hmm. the envy, and and then I'm just like, they they earned it. You know, they fucking earned it, and I haven't earned it yet. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is. But you define how you earn it, so you're good. You know. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, if I see someone with, like, a million plays or something, no matter what they've done, they did what they need to do to get there. Honestly, that's usually very hard to do. So you just got to respect and be like, damn, I got to put my time in. I've had many, not many, I've had multiple, not just one or two people on this podcast with millions of plays. And I always ask them, I can list them off, Ethan Ross, Samad Savage, there's others. I always say, like, do you feel any type of way about do you feel at all any pressure on from that and they go most of the time they just say no like this is what i did i put in all that work it doesn't, like, it's, it's not it's not really that big of a deal once you get it no you know? and that's what a lot of things are it's like making it's just a number it's on like screen. making your true it's like making your first dollar you know it's like oh my god i made a dollar for something that i did or distro kid pay me ten dollars what yeah and then i remember i had a five thousand dollar contract for it with a client and I was like, oh my God, I got 5,000. And then that happened like a bunch more times. And then I got now 5,000. It's just like, yeah, that's it. You know, like I yeah. don't think about it. it it's all relative. Seem, it's all relative. Yeah. yeah. But I think that people don't define it. I'm not sure if you do this, but I'd like to hear if you do, maybe in one way or another, define success and failure criteria for themselves. You know, it's like yeah. people say they're always comparing themselves to other people. Yeah. Or they say, I'm going to eat healthy. Yeah, that's like you. That's the worst possible sentence you could you could express. That's the worst thing you could say to yourself, because you're telling yourself right in that moment that you don't care about it that much, right? Because By saying you, I'm gonna eat healthy. Yeah, what does that mean? That means nothing. What does that mean? Like, wh- what is the actions? There's no actions along with that. Like, that yeah. could mean anything. That could mean that you were gonna eat a slice of pizza and then you eat a salad. That's eating healthy. Uh, okay, but is that? what it is or no because it's different for it's everybody. like why are you eating healthy why do you want to well, eat that's healthy? where it yeah. should start right yeah. because but people don't define what things are they just do like i want to have a podcast okay why well it would be cool well why do you think it would be cool and just go down this rabbit hole avenue, yeah you know yeah. or all these questions yeah no people lack the maybe not the ability i think they have the ability it's scary to go deeper because yeah. you actually might not want that thing that bad yeah and i think something that's been helping me too is um just trying to be more in like the service mindset and i just got into that like like uh i'm late on the tony robbins stuff (laughs) i just started watching he's been around (laughs) since the freaking 90s so we're all late but it's true it's just like when you come from that like when i go into a dj gig and i'm like how can i serve these people how can i make their night the best night ever and try to come as authentically as i can um with that mentality then the night always goes better for me you know um then if i'm gonna go um you know am i gonna am i gonna meet some cute girls tonight like are they gonna like me when i go there like is it gonna be a good gig you know what i mean or i, I just gotta get through this it's over at 10 we're good we just yeah. gotta make it to 10 yeah That's and i get that so i yeah. get there sometimes yeah. but it's like yeah 
but that's nine to five mindset. That that's yeah. a mindset where you're easily replaceable. When you're a DJ or an MC or a performance artist, you're talent. You're not replaceable. Like there's somebody else who can come do it, but they don't don't do it like you. You know. Yeah. So that's what I think about, and I think that's how everybody should treat their job. Treat your job like you're the talent. Treat your job like people need you to be there. I don't give a fuck if they need you to be there or not. Yeah. Like if you just have that mentality, things are going to go much better. And that's just give it your, just give it your fucking all. Yeah. Like every time, as much as you can, give it your all because it's very important, especially when you're doing stuff like we're doing. You know. But I like what you said about. I kind of glossed over that and didn't make a point out of it, but I did in the moment recognize it, which was your being able to pause. And I think that should apply to everything. I even heard today, I was listening to a podcast right before this, Brad Lee, shout out to you, Brad, would love to have you on. He said that um, we have to agree that, we have to understand that hard work is bullshit. Like, we've been sold this thing about hard yes, work is everything, oh my dude. fucking, yes, yes. And, and, but I'm, that's me, dude. Like, I want to tell you that. Because that's I think it's more. I think it's more just consistency. That's what, at least that's what's worked for me. You know, like, just with healthy and just, achieving what i've achieved so far mm. it's always been consistency it ha- whenever i grind too hard then i burn myself out you know or I, I i i don't manage my energy properly but when i'm like it's when i just go okay i'm gonna do this an hour i feel like doing something an hour every day for seven days is harder than doing it for like seven hours one day and then not doing it the rest you know what yeah, i mean dude, so much dude it's it, you can do i don't know why people don't get this like, I don't work on everything the same amount all the time. Like, I don't work on music every month or every week or every day. Like, I probably work on it every month. But but as long as I'm doing it at a pace that I accept, like, I go, what's my success and failure ratio? You know, like, not that I have everything mapped out. It's just that you can do something 30 minutes a month. That's okay. Like, it's just we're sold this thing that you have to do everything to the max yeah. all the time to get anywhere. And it's not true. No. You know, and and I will say there's certain areas, dude, if you played guitar 30 minutes a month, you're not going to fucking get anywhere. Okay, so there's definitely certain things like that. But if you play guitar for 10 years every day and then played, then, you know, went back a little bit. All right, I'm play once a week now. You're still going to be able to play guitar. Yeah. You know, it's like it just depends on the thing. There's so there's so much nuance and we just want to put this blanket over everything and say hard work gets you places. It's like I know a bunch of people who bust their fucking ass and are broke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But 100%. more power to him. That was me. I still bust my ass, but I'm, you know, I bust it in a different way. Like, I feel like hard work, what I think about it is like physical hard work, you know? Yeah. I, that's what they were saying on the podcast. They're like, is sending emails really hard work? Like, no, it's not hard work compared to landscaping. Yeah. Hardscaping, you know? Yeah. I think it's also about keeping yourself in like the right mentality too when you're doing it. Like, just just always prioritizing like feeling as good as you can and trying to keep yourself in like the most positive mentality you can obviously when you're doing hard stuff it's going to get hard sometimes but just like trying to kind of flow your energy the best you can you know when you're doing stuff and not because yeah you can you can grind out a like i'll grind out a song for 11 hours but if i'm like fuck this like oh like just being in like my head the whole time then it won't come out good and it's almost a waste of time it's almost better i just didn't (laughs) didn't do it sometimes yeah you know yeah almost just being like this is like this is just not going to help me at this point it has yeah. to be able to help you yeah like if you're not yeah and that's when that's helping. when the tools of learning how to pivot your mind come in handy like meditation or going outside for a walk um or just any tools that will get your mind reset your mind and you you have the power to do that like take i've been i've been taking cold showers dude 
and they change my shit. You know, like if I'm feeling, I just hop in the cold and it instantly like wakes me up out of that, you know, negative mindset, you know? Yeah. It, when, when did that start for you? Um, when you started to get into this kind of more positive energy and kind of controlling your mind to take, take more control of your emotions and things like that. Like when did that, what was the first, was it like meditation? Was it reading a book? Or I know you mentioned that book, but maybe after you read the book, like when did that really start to not just be an idea, but you really starting to do these practices? Um, I've always been trying my whole, my whole life. Um, my parents are very health oriented. My, that's always how I've been brought up, but probably at rehab when I really started doing it for real. Um, and just recently I've been getting more and just like, how, how far can I take it? Like, how can I optimize every moment of my life? Um, to be as pleasant as possible. But it wasn't you know? any moment that did that for you. It was more just like one thing at a time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one thing at a time. What about meditation, for instance? Did you, how do you do that now? Or? I just start like 20 days ago. I just started cool. and that's been helping me a lot. I'd recommend uh, the waking up app by Sam Harris is really good. Um, that's been helping me out a lot. You guys should definitely download it. It's very good. I've been listening to Sam for probably six years, five years. Oh, wow. Um, I love dude. If you want a guided meditation that's going to kick your ass, meaning that's going to make you question your reality and make you actually meditate, then I would listen yeah. to him. Um, yeah, he fucks me up sometimes. <laughs> whoever's listening to this is going to get the massive cheat code. If you just look up Sam Harris meditation on YouTube and go to like the third or fourth one, you'll see an image of a uh, of a of kind of a silhouette of a head. Um, there's a guy on YouTube who has every single one of Sam's meditations uploaded to YouTube for free right now. Is it so, like the, the hat and like there's no head and then he's it's like... It's just like a silhouette, side silhouette of a head that's oh, just oh, out yeah, 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 like yeah, on yeah. there. Yeah. So just for people to know, you don't have to get the app. As long as this guy's YouTube channel stays up, all of them are there. And his app is kind of expensive. So that's a cheat code as long as the YouTube channel's up. Just wanted to let people know that. Super, probably, they're going to get pulled down. I mean, I don't... But can you copyright your own meditation? You have to be able to. There's no way that to... Sam Harris doesn't have his shit copyrighted. Bro. Yeah, yeah. But he might be able to pull like the um, the royalties from it or something. When did you um, find Sam? Just recently. Uh, I listened to like uh, Sean O'Malley and Tim Welch's podcast, which is a great podcast as well for like health and stuff. Um, And yeah, they've been giving me some great tips. I've been trying to like do like sleep optimization, which has been good helping me too. Um trying to like sleep better did you have trouble sleeping at all or you know i i didn't think i did but i just got this thing it's called the aura ring i've heard of this yeah and um it shows you your deep sleep your light sleep your rem it's sleep a ring yeah you got just it. wear it right here it's like a fitbit um and yeah it, sh it shows you your whole night's sleep and i've been i just looked at it, and i'm only getting 30 minutes of rem sleep every night and they said like normally you should be getting like an hour and a half I'm not sure how accurate watches something. are, but my watch, um, I, I, the Fitbit watch that I have tracked all that. And I did it for like two weeks just so I can know because I knew it wasn't going to get everything accurate every night. But man, it was the same with me. I think I had like maybe up to an hour REM sleep. That's good. Like 45 minutes. That's good, dude. But the thing, dude, when me, dude, I hit a, I hit a bowl and I'm just, I'm out. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't need weed to go to sleep, but I, I just, I just hit something and I'm literally just like. Just yeah, when I people smoked, think that I don't smoke and I like I'm not I'm like a super like right wing like person or yeah. like I'm like a super hard you know straight edge but uh, I'm not but I will say I feel like that helps my sleep. Yeah, 
No, I mean it works for it works for different people. For me, I can't I can't sleep with that at all. I, yeah. It knocks me out, and I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> like I feel like I'm like hungover for like two days after. It. Yeah, it's different for everybody. It's kind of crazy. But I've been yeah. smoking weed for so long, dude. Um, but but yeah, the sleep thing though, it did open my eyes. I, it, you know what the crazier one for me than the REM was? It was the amount of time not sleeping. It said I wasn't sleeping for an hour. Me too. What the yeah. fuck is that? Yeah, I don't know. Really? Like yeah. <laughs> I'm like really? No, I heard I heard supposedly. Sleep is more important than working out and eating healthy, like combined. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So that's what it really what I'm focusing on. You know what's crazy? It's it really comes down to the mind, right? Because they'll have these there's there's cool, interesting studies on smokers, right? They're fucking they don't get dementia. They got nicotine going. Nicotine's a fucking nootropic. You know what I'm saying? So it's all mental. It's all like that. That's and it's what getting sleep your heart rate going you. and shit. Yeah, yeah, well, that too. So it's and the number one determinants for longevity are grip strength and walking speed. Okay, so if you're you gotta optimize for those, you know, and 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 sleep, obviously. You know, I think that's a lot of where dementia and mental issues in old age comes from is lack of sleep over a prolonged period of time. I bet. I bet a lot of people aren't sleeping properly. I think most you know? people in general. Pro- I mean, dude, my girlfriend, for instance. I mean, dude, she is like. She has trouble. She has a lot of trouble sleeping, falling mm. asleep, and staying asleep. All types of sleep is hard for her. Mm. You know, tried many different things, you know. And um, when you've tried many different things, what do you do? Like, it's hard, you know. A sleep yeah. study is a lot of money, you know. Yeah. They, like, put you in a thing, and they test you or whatever, tell you what's going on. And it's like you're hooked up to all these machines. You, they, you can't even tell how you're actually sleeping at home. That's why I like the Aura Ring, you know. So that's been that's been good. for Like, you've... So, how how long have you had been using like a this week thing? really yeah cool yeah i, that's I what love I, it dude that's I flex awesome. it everyone i'm like yo look at my ring that's, that's <laughs> yeah. dope he's got trett's got the whoop yeah. you know about the whoop yeah i use no I, I use the whoop it's it's like a same basically same thing it'll do everything that the the aura ring does but it's on my wrist instead of a ring oh that's sick. so i track my sleep and my recovery and all that is all oh dude it has so much oh, nice. dude yeah. it has so probably as much as the th- that thing they're, they're basically yeah. the same like i looked i've looked at both like and they're identical. Is that one a subscription too? Like a monthly subscription? No, I just bought it. It was like three hundred bucks. That or something. Is, is that yeah, a monthly subscription? This is a subscri- okay. uh, subscription. Yeah. Oh, interesting. For like the online app or something? Yeah, it's for the app on my phone. Yeah. All right, uh, but, but the actual like thing is free. Like they give this to you, and then you just pay for uh, the subscription. Aura uh, versus Whoop showdown. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. But no, I'm with you. I definitely don't get enough sleep either. Yeah, and I look is- at it, and it like bums me out. I'm like, man, I need to like sleep. How much better. sleep do you get, Trip? I can look and tell you what last night was. Like, what, what's an average? You, I mean, I'm just wondering. Uh, between, on the low side, f- three and a half, four. To There's a, nights when you get three and a half or four hours? Yeah. And you'd get up and go to work and, like, do a day? Yeah. I do my four. You know what my bro? days are like. I know what your days are like. You're That's great. <laughs> yeah, but do you have, like... You said see, you only get four hours of sleep? No, no, but that's Sometimes. like... A, she, she said oh that's my, a low day. That's a low. No, that's but low what, I'm saying uh, is, what I'm saying is, like, I feel like, and this is interesting, too, with different people, is that people function on different levels of shit, right? Like, yeah. for me, dude, if I have less than seven, I probably feel like you feel on two. <laughs> Yeah, probably. yeah, I can't function on seven. Yeah, I can't do it. You can't function. <laughs> no, on I'm seven. sorry, I can't function on four. I'm sorry. Se- so yeah. what, what's your like seven or eight is what's like what's good your for me. what's your average kind of domain like seven or eight or yeah? yeah do you make it a priority to like go to bed at the same time? Because I'm hard. I'm bad at that. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to. Um, I was on a pretty good schedule, but now with the show, I'm trying to go to sleep later because we're going to be performing at the Mad Minds Takeover February 26th. Sorry, Saturday. this will already yeah. be, it'll be probably a month after that, uh, but uh, the video catch will the be next up. one. The songs will be up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything will be out at least. Um, 
So do you find, are you a morning person naturally? No. So no. That, that's good for performing because I'm, dude, I'm fucked. I'm a morning person. Like if I have a gig that day and I know I'm going to be up, I'm going to be probably driving at two in the morning, which is kind of rare, but it ha- happens. I still, the latest I can get up is like nine. Really? I, I could sleep till 11, but I have to go to bed really late. Yeah. yeah. No, I've been trying to get up at like six, like trying to just get on that. Like, it's just good for like the mental toughness stuff. Just like, cause I hate waking up. It's like the hardest thing for me. When I have a specific question, just pretty random, but involved in this conversation. When you were at this rehab and you had to, and you were like, all right, I'm going to work out all the time. Like, how did you learn how to like, did you want to get jacked? Did you want to like, what was your goal? Getting strength? Like, what was the, was there any goal? Or you I was just, just always fat. Out? I just didn't want to be fat. So you, were, you were fat. Yeah, I was like 220 pounds. I mean, in, in my, I'm, oh, okay. I was just like chubby. I just was unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, um, yeah, I was just always overeating and just not feeling good. So I just wanted to be healthy and feel good, feel confident, you know? So did that help? Yeah. Did it? So like, what, how'd you know what to do though? Did you get on the treadmill and start walking? Like, um, so the counselors were like, kind of, they, they knew how to lift. Like one of them was a military guy and, um, the, the guy who runs it, Devin. So you did he, like weights and stuff. To, yeah. 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 Well, no, at the program, we lived on a ranch. So yeah, for the first three months. So I was just running, doing whatever, you know? And where was that ranch? Uh, in Maine. Okay, I was gonna say if it was like Cali or something, I was gonna make a joke, but I feel like Maine is like it gets brutal. In no, Maine. it's cold as fuck in Maine. I was Maine, gonna dude. say, yeah. dude, Maine and Maine rehab. I'm fucking. They don't send people to those ones. You know, if they send you to Malibu, you put your feet back. There's a guy no, in the street dude. who you know. You know what I'm saying? No, whatever. This wasn't one of those it. motherfuckers. You know, yeah. <laughs> like shit. Yeah. No, I like it though now because it, it it helps you build that mental toughness. Dude, you know? my uncle went to so many rehabs and like just they were just in like metropolitan areas like where drugs are makes no sense <laughs> yeah but it's a formality it's not real you know it's yeah, not a yeah. real rehab you know it's not it's a real rehab but people don't go there to actually rehab they go there so their family did something and i'm not saying there's other solutions because i'm not the fucking expert here but i'm saying that it's people just go there because they have to go there yeah and somebody else pays for it yeah and then you're you don't have to rehab yeah, no, I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. So, you, so you're going through this rehab at the end of it. What year is this at the end of it, if you're going to think back? Or how old are you? I don't even know. How um, many years ago? Two, three, five? Probably like at the, like, like I was 21, I think. How old are you now? I'm 23. Okay. So I think I was like 22 when I got out. A couple of years back. And yeah. you didn't. You did go to college? You didn't go to college? No. Okay, yeah, so you didn't no. go to college? I always knew I didn't want to go to college. Got it. Yeah. What? I knew I always wanted to be a music producer, singer, whatever. So even in high school, you knew that? Oh, since I was 11. Wow. Yeah, this has been my whole life. So you were you were always DJing, though? You weren't, like, making your own music? Yeah, said, right? I DJed a bar mitzvah. Not a bar mitzvah. Um, no, yeah, a bar mitzvah when I was 12. So I was younger than the kid. Yeah. Beast mode. Yeah, bro. It was sick. That's I was like playing like heavy dubstep. I was like, let's go. That was and um, were were you a Skrillex? Oh, dude, Skrillex Kyoto was my the first song I ever heard. I remember I was driving, bro. Yeah, bro, bro, give me some for that. (laughs) Let's go. That was fire because that was on my iPod, bro. Yeah, Kyoto. That was the first song I ever heard that made me want to be a music producer. I'm gonna overlay like four seconds of it to bring everybody in the stage. You should. Should we just get a clip of us just fucking going in? <laughs> yeah, I, I got it from the performance. <laughs> hell, oh, yeah, I got hell right, yeah. I got it right there, too. Perfect. Hell yeah. But, yeah, um, so you were a Skrillex fan, like, when Skrillex was, like, 
like take it like when it, it, I guess a little before it was like mainstream like when he was coming out with music actively that's yeah when he started. no I've always loved he was like my main inspiration in the beginning um and then I, I got really into Haywire who you guys should definitely look up he's okay. really good he's like a piano jazz player um type guy who makes EDM stuff as well and then yeah it was just history from there this is all i've been ever doing bad bad not good have you ever heard of them no oh they're really good man you really check them out. yeah they do a lot of background like they'll take hip-hop songs and rap songs with like denzel curry and they'll just do like a whole band version of it oh that's sick. like a five six piece band version that's sick, sick. i um, want to perform with a band so bad so you were like a real edm like you weren't like a rock or punk or no. like any of that dude i went to the end of edm wow. like the end like the deep weird fucking what, like what well, can you in a ex- forest like trip out like shit like i went all the way to the end like of- physically you're saying or that's what the no, music that's what it like. sounded like okay. whoop, 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 you know just like weird shit but so what is that like what is what happens when you're at that point you're like i'm at like there's no i more just over listened to it i was <laughs> yeah. just like i can't take it it's just and when you produce dubstep people understand you're producing that song for like a hundred hours to three hundred hours. So you're just taking that one sound, the the bomb womp, right? You're making that sound for like fourteen hours, and you're just hearing it. I'm just like, I can't take this anymore, you know. So that's what made me make a uh, jazz pop music now kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't even know what I'd call my stuff. Like now. I said, a lot of uh, no shade on any of the artists that came on the show at all, because but like, I kn- I know a lot of music. I have a pretty like I've DJed, I've I grew up on classics. Like I learned everything. I learned. I'm still learning hip hop. I'm still. I haven't even touched R and B barely. But like I usually something pops in my head of artists that I relate to artists that I'll I'll, I'll hear. Like yeah. something will pop in my head. I'll be like, yeah, a little bit of Nirvana or a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Not with yours, man, dude. I didn't get nothing popped into it's my head. It's from he, it's because from here, dude. Straight. Yeah. straight from there dude yeah it's just, it's because if art if any artists are listening to it, i think it's great to like pull from your life experience you know like p- make sure your song and your lyrics and everything comes right from like everything i'm i sang about in, in the song at the beginning of the podcast was real that actually happened you know um her breaking this very specific stuff you know and even if the lyrics are a little more general the emotion was very specific you know that that whole story i like making my music linear so the whole story was the timeline of me being broken up. You know, when I'm around you, babe, I never feel right. I want to love you and ignore all the lies. So that's the first part. And then it's like, forget about me, right? It's not, it doesn't feel right. And then I go into, it's about to end. This masquerade is coming close to an end. Yeah, I can feel it. There's no use to pretend, right? And then here I'm going, I feel something is off now, girl. Uh, I see it all over your face. Then she's breaking up with me. And then, so it makes the next chorus get even bigger. Because now it's, now it's forget about me, you broke up with me. Not forget about me, this, I don't, this doesn't feel right. And then it goes down, um, forgetting my lyrics. Forget about me. And then it's like, now I'm done. Because what happened was I, I went on a run after she broke up with me. I was just like, I'm done. I'm doing my shit. I was like, I, I stood up. I was like, I'm fucking going after this shit now. So, yeah, so I'm I'm fucking, I'm going to take you right out of my mind, you know, whatever. And then it goes, so that's like me getting her out of my mind. And then I'm just at the club. I move on. I groove on. You know, and then it's like, and it's like, and for once in your life, forget about me. And then we're just jamming out because I'm just like, I transformed the whole negative experience into a positive experience for myself. And I made the breakup into a song that's going to make me a ton of money, help a lot of people and do a lot of good shit. 
And that's what it's about. That's what making music's about. It's transforming those negative experiences into a positive experience. It's not about just complaining, you know, um, which I hear a lot, you know, which is okay. And people relate to it. But why don't we give them some like an, uh, you know, uh, complain, but then sh- show them how to get out of the show them how to get out of the, the bad part. Show how you got out of it, you know, because a lot of people just stay stuck in that bad part. Um, well, they're they might not be out of it yeah which is cool too and uh, yeah i'm judging it a little but it's like no but this is what it is too it's you've been around a lot of hip-hop it's rapping about rapping dude the easiest thing i can do is tell you how good i am yeah that's the easiest thing i can do it's hard to fucking go into your into your into yourself and be like what is going on in me right now and what can i put into this song to just be, yeah, just put it into song. Maybe help people, even if it's not to help people. Just what can I put into this song right now? Dude, my raw that's emo- from me. My straight stream of consciousness, raw emotion songs. Like I didn't even write them; they just kind of. I came feel the out. same way. I feel the same way. It's just like after the song's done, I'm like, damn, I, I can't believe I wrote that. Or just like it's just yeah. kind of crazy. It's like where did that come from? It's that it's that it's that point of just no mind. You're just there, and it's just like, and then sometimes I get there, and I'm like, oh, I'm there. I gotta stay here, and then I fuck it up. <laughs> You know what I mean? I think, dude, yeah, well, there's that. You can, you're just hanging out in the moment is fun, dude. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you, what, um, so how has it been taking it from being a DJ and an MC to like performing your own music? What's the fucking difference? Fucking hard. Yeah. Fucking, fucking so hard, right? hard, bro. So hard. But very good too, but so hard. I'm fucking doing every day with my dad. I'm practicing every single day and just getting in front of people. It's like the, the most, you don't know nerves until you perform in front of people. You like don't understand it. I feel like oh, you, and you don't know it until you perform in front of people and bomb. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my God. Yeah. That I think yeah. everybody should grab an instrument. You don't have to know how. To, everybody should. I'm not talking karaoke. Go to an open mic where people are serious. Yeah. And go up there and try to fucking do some shit. Yeah. That will humble you more than anything, and you don't have to be good. That's not the point. I had a friend. Shout out to my man Sonny, dude. My guy Sonny. In college, he was just like, I want to get up there. And we were doing an open mic. I would perform at the open mics in my college. And, uh, he, dude, he just got up there and he did great. Like, he just wanted to do it. And I, like, I wish everybody, like, not every, you know, I just wish people had that kind of energy towards it. Yeah. Such yeah. a learning experience. Well, it's because I just like it now because when I go, it's just like, it's a win-win. Because if you go up there and you really mess up, then you then you just learn from it and do it again. And I know that sounds cliche, but it really, it really is just a win-win. If I'm if I go on Saturday and I totally bomb, I'll just go. the The biggest thing that I think could help people is like when you mess up, go in your journal and write down exactly what you could have done better and learn from it. Because if you don't, then it's like you missed out on the experience and you missed out on the failure. You know, then it, then it becomes a failure if you don't learn from it. But if you if you just learn from it, it's always a win win. You know, I think failures are way more important than wins yeah because winning is just like yeah i was right yeah i'm trying i'm trying to think if i like for example i was trying to bench like 225 and i just bombed and bombed and bombed but each time i kind of learned what to do and then i finally got it and that's what makes it worth it at the end you know and the the great correlation to that is that there's nothing you can do there's no cheat codes in that situation like you could hire a trainer to get yeah. there faster, yeah. But at the end of the day, your muscles need to bench that yeah. weight. Yeah, that's why I love. That's why I love weightlifting, piano, 
um, like all that shit because it's like you can't bullshit. No. That's why people love musicians because you you can't bullshit that. You have yep. to fucking do the skills. Dude, you're either you fucking have to do good it. or you're trash. And if you're trash, then it, if you're not good, then get to then you know you have to get to work. It's like yeah. th- this is A and B. Dude. This is black and white. It's like you just work. Then you'll be better. Like, that, the, that's what I want to do with music. It's like I want to be so good that I can just release a song. And obviously, you got to push your music. You got to put time into promoting, marketing, and everything. But it's like. There's certain people like Stevie Wonder. I feel like if he just started right now and he was at his level at like 18, he would blow up, dude, because his music is just so good, you know. And yeah, undeniable. Undeniable. That's one. That's on my mirror, dude. I want to be undeniably good at music. That's what I want. Undeniable. Like I play it for any. It's like this is fucking unreal. That's what. Like, do you know who Jacob Collier is? I don't think so. You gotta look him up. He's so. It's like watch his shit, and it's just. It's just unfucking real. It's like that's how I want people to leave my video. I want them to be like, "Oh, that was cool. Oh, that was sick. That was fire." Dude, that's because a, you know. do you know what? In reality, too, once you're an artist for long enough, and then you release shit that's like, "Oh, that was cool," you know it. You know it's not that good. Like yeah. you know that it's oh that was cool. Not yeah. oh my god. You didn't that put was... your all into it. You yeah. didn't. And everyone's like, "Dude, just stop. You're overthinking it. This or, or you that." You did it on a whim. Yeah. You know? And don't get me wrong. I overthink shit. And but like a hundred percent. Sometimes I spend a little too much time on shit. Yeah. But at the end, it's like I want it. I want to make sure. I want to leave that being like at the moment I gave, I get. I put all my skills at that moment into that song. And I know that, and if and it's like it's that's why it's more more for me even it's like time capsules that time capsules that I can always look back on, and just yeah that it just means so much to have that music for myself, you know. I think people will read like Russ's book or they'll like follow him. I'm not sure. I haven't read his book. It's good. You love Russ. I mean, I don't like. I'm not obsessed with him, but yeah. I like him. I like other creators and artists way better. I don't even like his music that much. I mean, I like Russ. I think you're a great artist, buddy. But um. You know, actually, actually, I was on his TikTok. Listen, no, I say, I think, I say he's a good, art, a great artist. I didn't say he's like Russ great or anything else. Me. No, but I'm saying, come on this. <laughs> but I'm saying, Russ, come on this podcast, man. We have a spot for you right here. There's a seat right here. Nice you know, new we comfy seat. Nice new comfy seat. Brand they new seats. Comfy. I got. They are comfy. Um, so like your them. music is, it's pretty good. Um, so, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, and it's like if I wasn't um, honest, then like I'm just telling you how I feel about it. But no, I mean, I bring him up because I think a lot of people look at that kind of fuck the labels, fuck the industry, fuck everything. Do it for yourself. Release one song every week like you can do it. Doesn't matter. Just need content. Just need quantity. And I'm not saying that's his entire shtick, which, Russ, I know it's not. Um, but that's what there's other there's many ways to do it. And you have a Jack Harlow who completely just went full industry, and he's doing great. And and listen, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. He says that he's likes his label, and they have a good deal, and things like that. Yeah. So I don't think that there's a cookie cutter. There's not one way. There's people who release. I think like it's like the length of your podcast, right? It's like it, there's no right answer. Same thing no. with releasing music. Yeah. It's oh, do I do all singles or do I do albums or do? Yeah. No. I feel like the right do, answer is yeah. being authentic. Yeah, I feel like be that's authentic, the biggest thing. Play to the platform. Yeah. Make content to get great, get new listeners. Pretty much basic shit. Yeah. What any YouTube video yeah. is going to tell you? It's all simple. Just do that like a hundred times. It's just over. very difficult. No, but it's hard to keep yeah. doing it over and it's over. Just, you got to do it for ten years. Yeah. At that, least you know probably. ten years usually, and that's that's what that's why a lot of people don't do it. Ten thousand hours type shit. Yeah. Do, do you guys yeah. know uh, Isaiah Rashad? Oh, rapper. Love, dude, I love I, he, he's signed to Kendrick's bit. label. Is is he? Oh, I was going to ask K-Dot. if he is. Yeah. Like I don't know what year it was, but he dropped two albums and then just disappeared for like. Yep. 
10 years. TDE, baby. And then and then he just released something like like this year. Oh, I really? saw that. Yeah, and it's been and it's been like blowing up and shit. I don't know. I, I mean, I like it. I like it a lot. I it's think it's gaining traction, but dude, he's just he's one of these guys. I mean, just sick he's though. Different. I like that. Perfect example, Joey Badass. Yeah. Gone. And then just released a song. Yeah. I, I mean, it's decent. It's not like it didn't blow me away. Same thing with um dude. Yo, do you know Currency? Uh I've uh yeah, actually I think I do. Currency has 40 albums. Four, four, zero. That's and you want to talk about? I'm thinking about I'm else. spending eight months on a song as I have to. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> dude, he makes a living from his music. He's got a bunch of fucking nice cars. He's got a bunch of houses. He's got. Yeah. A bu- he's living the life. He did it his way. Russ released a song every week for a million years, and he blew up. And he said, "Fuck everybody else," and I'll write a book on how I did it. Currency released forty albums. That's Kanye sorry. released eight albums, maybe. J Cole. Six, yeah. Fucking yeah. Kendrick doesn't even do anything, and no. he's the best. And he's yeah. the best. Yeah. What? Yeah. There's no right way. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And I definitely would like to get a little quicker with my process, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm building to that point because once I really know the music theory and because there's a lot of music that goes into the music I'm making, it, like music theory and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm um, a knowledge that I need to know. So once I get quicker with all that, like chord construction and stuff like that. I would like to get my my process to like two months, like a month to two months. I think I could get a good song. But you're that. not. See, I'm in this rap world, dude. It's so different. I think. Yeah, because I'm making everything. I'm writing the chords, writing the lyrics, singing, producing it, and doing. You know, it's like a whole process. In that process, and I know that you haven't made a hundred songs yet, but even in the process that you've experienced so far, are you thinking about the performance element when you're going through this? Uh. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. Could I actually go pee real quick? Yeah, dude, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I need to pee so bad. <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> so we can chop it up for a couple minutes. Yeah, right. yeah, dude, I'm chilling. I'll be right back. Dude, I'm chilling big time. But yo, um Isaiah Rashad though. Yeah, I mean, so I mean like like we were, so we were talking about Isaiah Rashad. I, I I definitely know like a song or two from Currency, but there's um another artist that I actually fuck with a lot. Um his name's Chewy. You may have heard like he was like doing like a duo album with like, his che- uh, Chewy and uh, like Triz or something Tricks or somebody. Yes, I just know it from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had a they had a couple like banger songs that came out. It was like like a bunch of years ago. So I like started getting into him and I was like, oh, these songs are dope. These songs are dope. And then another album, another album. Oh, dude, another I know album. Chewy. I know Chewy. Yes, yes. Dude, he dropped like I mean he's got to have twenty albums. Yeah. Like it's just nonstop content, 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 and they're not. It's not bad. Like it's not bad music at all. It's yeah. just like it's a lot. Like, I will you can't say, keep up with him, dude. Not all of Currency's music is good. But oh yeah, same, yeah, same for that. A surprising amount of good music in there, right? Yeah, and the, and the reason I like kind of fuck with uh, Chewy a lot is because like his music is it's different. It's lyrical. It's it's. Um, it's deep, you know. It's like got some like heavy content to it in some parts, and then other parts it's like, ah, we're just gonna like fuck around, you know. So it's like a little bit of both, but it's a lot of content to keep up with. Like you almost like can't stay on one album because another album's coming out, you know. Yeah. I and mean, it's dope. I mean, it's, he's doing it his way, you know. And I'm sure he's got a lot of fucking plays on on Spotify. I mean, I'm listening, you know. You know what Currency said too? He said, "I don't listen back to my any of my songs ever." That's like um, I don't believe that. That's like Johnny Depp. You ever heard that? He's like, I've never watched a movie that I've been. Yeah, in. I don't believe it. But I believe dude, Johnny Depp's a weird dude. I believe he's, Johnny Depp though doesn't mean he doesn't. He's watched something. 
I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. As a joke. I don't know. Currency? Dude, there's no way you didn't play your music in your car or some shit while you're driving down the road and the front of it's bouncing off the ground. <laughs> there's no way. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. maybe I'm assuming. Maybe I should believe these people. Maybe maybe he's got to get on the podcast. We need to ask him ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would that would be great. And then you have... Um, we were talking about Currency. He said that he never listens to his songs after he makes them. Really? Once they're out, they're done. He never puts them on again or listens to them. Um, and I've heard different things. And there was another artist who I love. His name's Alex Wiley. And he's super underground, dude. Came up... His He was friends with Chance, okay. the rapper. He started rapping. Chance was like, all right, yeah, like, cool. Like, he's, you know, I guess they made a, they have a song together. It's actually really good. Mm-hmm. But he did rap, like, rap, rap. Fast, fast, intense rap. And then and everything now is just this ethereal kind of super reverb down. Yeah, like, yeah. weird, like an R&B, but not really. I can't figure it out. And I don't like it at all but i love him as an artist yeah and i'll still support him oh that's what he's making now yeah this is just oh, okay. this one individual this one guy alex wiley and i love your stuff dude i love your rap but i don't like the new stuff but i support him like i still follow him on spotify you yeah know? and i see when a song goes out i listen to it the last every song over the last three years i haven't liked but i'm like i still like i'll still listen to it yeah you know not all the time but there's that too you know there's different ways you can like it you can support an artist and like an artist Heck yeah. It was way different, man. How was that pee? It was fantastic. Good. It was nice. It was a little, <laughs> little breeze out there. We need there. a little review. A little Come cold. on, man. What are we doing out here? It was great. It was great. But yeah, there's way. There's a lot of different ways to, to, to do the art. I'm going to throw up another wild card at you. 75 hard. Yeah. When did was yeah. the first that you did it one time? Or? Yeah, so before I left for rehab, I messed up. I, I did it. I got to day 40, and I messed up. And I went to rehab. And then after rehab, I was like, I got to do this again. So me and Turk did it together, and we we made it through the whole time. We made it through it. Just so uh, everyone knows, 75 hard is a gallon of water every day um, for 75 days. Then you do um, an inside workout for 45 minutes, an outside workout for 45 minutes. Um, You read 10 pages of a book every day and follow a diet for 75 days. Um, and it's from this guy, Andy Fursella, who's also really good. He started um, that? Yeah, yeah. Andy's dope, dude. Yeah, I he's love dope. him, dude. He's dope. What a fantastic marketing tool as well. Yeah, bro. And that. it blew up. It blew up. Oh, yeah. I yeah. saw everybody and their mom doing it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I did that, and it just uh, it just changed my game. It uh, helped my mental toughness a lot, and it just like yeah, got me in better shape, and I just loved it. So I just did it again. I just made it through another 75 hard. Um, do you then, always do it with somebody? No, see, this time I did it alone because I wanted to prove that I could do that it was, on my own. You know own. what that's called? What? 75 harder. Yeah. Yeah, bro. It's fucking tough. Yeah. It's got to be harder. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, as long as I just take it day by day, it kind of is just like, it's not crazy. I just, I just, I'm just like anal about everything. <laughs> like I put on my pillow, like drink water. Uh, you know, I'm reminding myself reminders on my phone. Like, I feel like as long as you're prepared, then like, it's not as hard. Um as if you're not prepared, obviously. And, and you know. you're you're completely sober, right? Uh, right like, now, yeah. Is that do you try to be, or like you're just like I can have a drink here and there? No, I or tried smoking, or? I tried drinking, and it's just like 
I'm just over it. Just not. That's got to help. I feel good. When you feel good, yeah. you don't need that. And I honestly, I don't like numbing situations because then I don't grow and it stunts my growth. So like if I was just high on this podcast or whatever, it would just be, might be easier, might be easier to drink or whatever. But when you go through the uncomfortableness, if that's a word, um, uncomfortability, uncomfortability. Yeah. It, it helps you grow and then you can learn from it. And, uh, it's kind of my way of showing my, my old self, like I'm, I'm fucking here and I'm not stopping, you know, like I'm going to keep doing this shit, even no matter how hard it is, no matter how anxious you are, no matter whatever it is, you know, it's a crutch for people. Yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And people don't know what it feels like to feel great. No. Off of a straight no. up dude, I'll straight up have a half a pound of ground beef and some white rice and some broccoli and it's good bro i'm talking i like I'm talking it salt and pepper i yeah. don't need anything on that yeah bro i feel like a the hulk dude yeah do you know the g hughes sauces g hughes they're like sugar-free sauces you gotta no, try them no. yeah they're like barbecue sauce like honey mustard everything they have the like cluck you sauce it's everything and it's so good it's sugar-free All i right. just dumped that shit. i can't i think I the amount of stevia that I ingest is bad, dude. It's like bad. Yo, that shit's got to be bad for you. There's no way stevia's not I, I bad know, for dude. you. I know, dude. That's like my thing. I don't know. It says that it, it stops inflammation, but I don't really know. I There's a um, Sticky Fingers is a good sauce that I like. They have sticky it at fingers? shop, right? Their barbecue sauce. Do you remember the McDonald's barbecue sauce? No. Bro, McDonald's barbecue sauce be next. Level. I like the Wendy's Ranch. That was my shit. Yeah, dude. I, I, don't, I don't think people know, though. I don't think they know what it like what it's like to just feel it's, like it's on sad. fire. It's it's sad, and it, it's and it's and so and that's what that's what it's our responsibility for people who are starting to feel good and starting to wake up to help other people start feeling and 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 honestly, the best thing you can do rather than being like, "Yo, you got to do this, you got to do that," just fucking do your shit because then people see you do your shit and then they want to be like that, and then that's really what motivates people. Is you just being the best? It's gonna sound cliche, being the best you you can be. It really is, yeah. you know. Yeah, because you can't do anything to the fullest extent if you're not to the fullest extent. You know, yeah. Like if you're not maxed out, then you can't. If you, yeah, if you if you're if you can't help others, if you if you need help, and well, just the best way to help others is be is mm. do the best you can do, and that's really the best thing you can do. More than to, because no matter how much you tell someone who's been smoking for years, dude, smoking's bad for you, bro. You know, they're they're gonna be like. I can't stop. I can't. But like, if I go out and I stop smoking, and I make millions of dollars, and I fucking kill my. They're gonna be and I kill everything. I'm just healthy. I'm just living, feeling good. They're gonna be like, "What is that motherfucker doing?" Yeah. And then I'm gonna. And then I give them tools, and then and when they come to you, then they can kind of change. People or whatever, have to wake know? up. Yeah. You gotta be on. The, you gotta wanna change to change. You can't change anyone that doesn't want to change. You really can't change anyone. You can only help guide people or you know serve people through that process you can't want it for them no because that then is is your own ego wanting to feel good that you help someone you know is that how you (laughs) felt in that rehab though that you wanted it for yourself to feel better yeah for you or was it for other people as well uh oh dude for my uh, dude like there was thanksgivings where i would be smoking at thanksgiving and my friends i was playing smash instead of um being with my family and i remember my dad i was sit with my dad and he goes yeah, I'm just disappointed, and it's and it's a very cliche thing, but it's like when you're dead. It was like real. It was like damn. It was like he just he didn't like who I was becoming. But you, you know? knew though. 
to yeah. a little bit. I just didn't. I didn't care when you're. Yes. I just. I just didn't care. See, I was there's selfish. levels to yeah. this. There's like knowing it and then living in it and like accepting yeah. it. There's knowing it and accepting it are two different things. I think. Yeah. Not that I'm an expert in this realm, but yeah, hundred percent. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. 100%. Yeah, and I think, uh, well, dude, moderation's fucking hard. I mean, who said that? Mark uh, Mark Twain or, like, moderation's impossible or something like that? Or balance yeah. is impossible? Yeah. It's not impossible. No. it's fucking harder no. than being... Dude, I think having moderation might be harder than being complete. And sometimes letting someone go on their own journey, too, is important because the only thing that woke me up is the intense suffering. I just... That's why I'm so... I want, I'm doing all this stuff because I can't take it anymore. Yeah. I cannot take feeling like shit anymore. I can't take it. It drives me nuts. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So sometimes it's, you gotta let someone be like, oh, they need a little bit more suffering. You know? Yeah. And it's kind of weird, but it's true because that's sometimes the only thing that'll make them wake up. It's called, you, you know, know, another thing too, which would be like a hard workout or like a camping trip where you don't have phone or whatever that. It's like uh, planned suffering is what people call yes. it. Yes. Which yeah. I think is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, that's why 75 hearts so good cuz it's like you then you can you don't have a lot of the suffering you go through on a daily basis is from your own mind and from your own thoughts and from just not being aware. So when you implement conscious suffering into your life like going in a cold shower, doing the going into the cold outside and walking around for a little or going and asking a girl out and being really uncomfortable like those are little things that you can do and then you feel good after and they're kind of harmless but you still get that same growth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and you're not stuck in it. So that's why I really recommend doing that stuff every day. Um yeah. What is your current routine as far as developing yourself and Whenever a challenge approaches me, just face it and attack it and just go after that's really like, like, and I know you're saying too, and, um, creating challenges in my life too, um, on a daily basis, um, and just waking up and just being as healthy as I can be, uh, you know, what is it like to look back at that first, like, like you said, you had like a psychotic break almost, and then look at where you're at now. What is it like to kind of see? To- it's amazing. It's amazing. It's I'm I'm very proud of myself. I never thought that I would get to where I'm at right now. There was points where I got to the rehab, and I, I didn't think I, I could not imagine living on my own or ever not being control. I was always terrified of weed. I still kind of there's still fear in me, like, but I'm not as much controlled by by it and it's just yeah i'm just very happy from where i'm at and my family's like proud of me finally and feeling good and like yeah it's just great and it's just all i've really wanted is just to start feeling good and feeling like confident because i had never felt really confident in myself or i was i was like a fat chubby kid i was just always like i had trouble making friends and um yeah i just want to feel like proud of who i am and just peaceful and not tormented every day <laughs> I think I want that for everybody. Man, yeah, for sure, me right? too. What what's um what's on the horizon? What's what's next? Listen, you got this song. You got to promote it. You got some work to do with be that. the biggest artist in the world. Like you're talking. I want to be as big world. as I possibly can be. Yeah. Um. Just be amazing at piano. Master piano. Master lyric writing. Master production. Master marketing. Master my finances. Just master my life. What about the next six months? Six months. Um. Just get. I want to get five songs under my belt and keep getting my piano better my performance my health keep growing 
um, but really just getting musically getting five songs under my belt um, in the vault to start planning some promotion for because um, I was always trying to release like make one release one make one and it just it wasn't where I was getting no traction so now I'm kind of just trying to go in the lab a little give myself that time you know I can't wait to see what you do man you're you're on to you're on to some great things as it is hell yeah Oh, yeah. Thank you for doing this today. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Seriously. Anytime. Seriously. Thanks for coming. Tidbit music, baby. Hell yeah, bro. Thank you so much. Dude, I have a fantastic yeah. time. Thank you for playing and performing your art. That was amazing. Of course. I think it's crazy to me that that's, that's your like first song like that. Yeah, that's the first. That's my first time performing on the piano or pretty much any. Yeah. It's right. incredible. Yeah. Dude. You're, you're already at a point where people have taken way longer to, to get to that point. And I feel like it's because of your mentality and the way that you're approaching this. So I think people can learn a lot from it. I know I did. And uh, thank you for being here today, man. Once again, I really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bopcast. Please don't go anywhere. We do have something for you on the outro. And to wrap it all up, we're on it. All platforms, even the ones nobody uses. Tidbit music. Thank you so much, my yes, man. Yes, sir. Once thank again. you. Yeah. All right. Peace. Shit. Cool. Holy hot, shit. <laughs> that was sick, bro. Hey guys, it's Sully. I've been running this podcast for three and a half years now. I've interviewed over 80 people on the show in person and virtually. Um, It does take a team to run this. We have four people working on this on a weekly basis. The only thing I ask of you is if you could please follow or subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. So whatever that is, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, whatever that is, please do subscribe and follow on those platforms. What that does is it will automatically download the episode for you on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and the other platforms as well, it will notify you when the episodes come out. So we release every single Monday. So just so you know, 6 a.m. on Monday, every Monday, every week, no stopping, guaranteed. So if you could just follow us or subscribe on those platforms, that would mean the world to us so we can keep this podcast going, grow the audience so we can have better guests, better content for you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening and hearing me out here at the end of this episode. I will see you on the next one. All right, peace. Peace.